All right, let's talk some golf this week in golf. Before we get started, check out this shirt. I created this shirt every day. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll mass produce them and sell them. But for now, you can just look at it. It's Danny and Ty. Um, okay, so let's talk about last week, which was the uh, AT&T, which uh, I attended in Monterey. It was a great tournament. And uh, I flew into San Jose. So if you ever go to Monterey, um, the quickest airport there is San Jose. Flew into San Jose, rented a car. It's about an hour and a half drive. And I got to tell you, when you pull in to that 17-mile drive, how beautiful it is. It's been a while since I've been there, maybe two or three years. And just the forest and all the cypress trees and the, and the pine trees, it's so cool being there. Before you even see the course, just like seeing, you know, that 17-mile drive. And um, they had the course. The, the format for the tournament is, it's a pro-am, and there's three courses. So you play Monterey Peninsula, Spyglass, and Pebble. And then if you make the cut, then you play Pebble on the last day. And that's basically how it goes. So when I was there, I was following uh, Bo Hostler and Lucas, because my friend Doug was caddying for Lucas Nelson. And that uh, was great. They had a little, um, they had a medical emergency actually. So hopefully the guy that, that uh, they uh, saved is, is good. And um, they played, I think they played Monterey Peninsula, Pebble, and then Spyglass. And the day they played Spyglass was Saturday and uh, Bo, Bo caught fire. And I think he was seven under at one point in time. He might've finished, I think he finished six under for the day. But anyways, that was Saturday. And so what ended up happening on Saturday was they uh, they had a weather delay. Well, not even a delay, a cancellation because at Monterey Peninsula, uh, the wind was blowing so hard that the balls weren't staying on the green. So they canceled play on Saturday. So Bo and Lucas got canceled on the their 16th hole that day. And there were some groups on the course that were canceled around the ninth hole. So when they got canceled, we went into... Well, they can't, they, they delayed it. And then they said, okay, at two o'clock, we're going to restart. So everybody was on the range hitting. And then at two o'clock, they said, we'll update you at two thirty. Three comes around. Next thing you know, it's canceled for the day. So what they did is they took all of the, the pro-ams. They just basically killed it at that point. They said, okay, Sunday morning, you can come finish if you want, but the pro-am stands as it stands right now. And so Lucas and Bo made the cut two years in a row. They've only, both, Lucas has only played two years and he's made it both, both times, which talking to everybody around the place is a rare thing because there's been people that have been playing there for years and have never made the cut or they made the cut and then they've never made it again. So kudos to them and especially to Doug for some, some good caddying and, uh, that was it. So when, when they canceled, we went into, um, actually what I wanted to talk about was the, just the accessibility there of how easy it is. Like if you want to go to a golf tournament and you want to get close to players and you want to get close to the celebrities that are there, that's the place to do it. Hands down. And especially Spyglass, because when you go over to Spyglass, there might've been a hundred people like 
well, I mean, not 100. There's probably 500 people there total. The biggest group I saw was, uh, there was some people following Steve Young around and Josh Allen. Other than that, every group might have had 20, 30 people following them around. So you could literally watch them tee off, walk down the fairway, watch them at their second shot, walk up to the green. I mean, walk right up to the green. You don't have to deal with people or VIP areas or anything like that. So it was very nice. And so easy to get in and out of. Um, I Ubered in. They have that whole 17-mile drive on a loop. So it was really easy to get an Uber, get out of an Uber, uh, walk to the course. I did have to get on a shuttle to go to Spyglass, but that took like three minutes. So yeah. Overall, great experience, great time to get in there. Yeah, we had to deal with some weather, but whatever. The other thing, uh, Justin Rose won. First time in four years. So congrats to Justin. And hold on. Yeah, so Justin won. And going into Sunday, so the final round on Sunday, the way it worked is Sunday morning at uh, 8 a.m., all the players went out and they finished round three. And then they started round four at around noon. And so when Rose goes out, he's the final group. He ends up in the final group and he bogeys the first hole, right? So he's in the lead, he bogeys the first hole. And then, you know, anything can happen from there, right? But what happened for him was just an onslaught of great play. He, um, he ends up eagling the sixth hole and he birdies the seventh hole. So at that point, he's two strokes up and then they, they ended uh, the day because of darkness, so they didn't get to finish on Sunday. So they came back for a Monday finish. He was on the 10th hole, and he was two strokes up. He finishes 10, and, um, you know, he, he, he ended up having, he said at the end that he ends up having a, a par putt on 10, which is like a four-footer. So his first kind of putt of the day, and the way he put it is, um, he said that it kind of felt like the first hole that he bogeyed. And so, you know, he didn't want to bogey it, obviously, but he makes the putt and he makes a par and he goes on to get a few more birdies and basically runs away with it. I think he ended up at 18 under par. He shot 66 on the day. So great win for him, you know, and gets back in the win column, gets to, you know, gets all, gets to go to the PGA championship and all the good tournaments that go along with that. So that was that. That's the AT&T. Flew home. Uh, really easy to get there from San Diego. So let's talk about the mic'd up seg segment. So they're doing this new thing now where they're, um, they're miking a pro, a player for a hole. So at Torrey, they mic'd up Max Homa for the 13th hole. And like Jim Nance is talking to him as he's walking down the fairway. And, you know, they're making jokes and keeping it light. And Trevor, Trevor Immelman is asking him, you know, deep questions. What are you thinking about? Which is actually pretty cool because then you get a, uh, insight into their um, into their mental aspect at that point in time and what they're thinking. Uh, this week it was uh, Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell was the guy that was honored. He was on the third hole at, at uh, the AT&T. And I saw an article this week and uh, Rom and Cantlay are, they're against it. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, come on. Rom is like such a grinder. I, I do think he has a great personality when he does talk, but he's, you know, he's, he's stern. He's in it to win it. And same with Cantley. So they're not going to be, you know, chit chatting on the course with, with Nance and Trevor. But anyhow, 
I the other thing that I'm wondering about, which is which is interesting, I wonder if the PGA has like doesn't allow the players to have their own podcast because I don't know that anybody would want to, but you know, like Draymond Green on the Golden State Warriors has his own podcast, so now he doesn't have to go on with the media you know, to talk about things or if something happens, some sort of controversy, he can go on and talk about it for 10, 15 minutes at a time. And he doesn't need Stephen A. Smith to, you know, put in their, uh, put in their two cents on things. So that's that. Um, the mic'd up, I think it's pretty cool. And I think you're probably going to start seeing a little bit more of it now, especially with this Netflix show coming out. So there'll be more on the players, their personalities, what they're doing off the course, a lot more content related to that as opposed to just what we see on a, you know, during a tournament. Okay, so this week is the Waste Management Open. And, uh, or as the, the kids call it in Phoenix, the Wasted Management Open. And I think they're doing about 100,000 fans out there a day. I mean, it is the biggest spectacle in the, in the PGA, on the PGA Tour at this point in time. You know, obviously they made the whole stadium around 16, and 17 and 18 is built out quite a bit as well. So there's a lot of uh, areas for the spectators, VIP areas, as well as just the fans. And, you know, it's madness. It's madness to get out there, to get from the front gate to the, to the 16th hole, probably take you a half hour with all the, tra the human traffic and getting around the course. And then, you know, getting up on the grandstand, it's, it's wild. It's wild. So I was talking to my dad about this the other day. And he's old school and, oh, this is BS. I don't like it. You know, they're throwing beers. They're yelling. They're screaming. And I was like, eh, whatever. I mean, the PGA basically sees this for what it is. And that's why they made it an elevated event. I mean, look at the field. Look at the money and the field. Because they know it gets, it gets viewers. You know, it gets a lot of viewers. And now Rory's going to be there. Rom's going to be there. Everybody's going to be there this week. All the top players are there. It's big money. So, you know, I was talking to my dad. I was saying, look, you got to see it for what the PGA sees it for. They see it as a way to grow the game. It's more eyeballs on it. You know, think of all these people that will watch the tournament or see it on TV, and they may go to a top golf, And then they might hit a golf, golf ball. And then they might get hooked. As you guys all know, I always, I always say it a lot. People go, if I talk to somebody that doesn't golf, and I say to them, they said, well, I've never golfed before. And I said, well, you should go out and try it. And you'll know within probably 10 minutes if you like it or you hate it. And, and if you do like it, you're, you're basically hooked for life. You know, that's why I always say people are hooked for life and they get in early. It's a certain type of personality that, that loves the perfection and not the perfection, but the pursuit of great golf shots and being a good golfer and, and the grinding, so to speak. So you know, I, I, I think that as crazy as it gets out there, as wild as it gets, as many people that go out there that don't golf to watch it, it is going to grow the game. It's more eyeballs on the game. It's more people wanting to potentially pick up a club and have some fun. So with that, uh, let's, uh, you know, wrap it up. I think that this week should be a good one at the Waste Management. Tony Finau. Tony Finau. Tony Finau. That's my pick to win the, the waste management. He's been in there the last couple of years. He's He always plays well. And let's see if he can get one done. Anyways, chat with you next week.
Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf BPM.